On this week's episode of the Bench Boys Podcast, Jared, Tyler, and Brett get into some Oilers talk that's a little less heated than last week. We discuss Hitchcock's comments from over the weekend and the rumors of Talbot's potential trade out of Edmonton that's going to open up some salary cap room for Andre Sekera. We move south to Calgary and discuss the Flames' recent struggles and what they may target at trade deadline and if it's worth it. The battle first in the West is heating up. We break down the stretch run for the four main teams looking to take home ice advantage into the playoffs. We also talk about the battle for the wildcard spots in the West and the debacle that was the Vancouver Canucks goalie situation on Monday night. Before we get into wrapping up the episode with the weekend games, we talk about the Ducks finally firing Randy Carlisle. And on a lighter note, Jumbo Joe Thornton surpassing Mr. Hockey for most all-time points in the NHL. Thanks for tuning in and hope you enjoy the episode. We're the bench boys, we're the bench boys, coming to you live. We're the bench boys, we're the bench boys, coming to you live. So why not plug in and listen to us, rant about our favorite scenes. We can sit in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Valentine's Day episode of the Bench Boys Podcast. Today, you have me and Jared. How's it going, everybody? And because of everyone's busy Valentine's Day lives, we have Brett on the mic today. Which is awesome, so I'll be busy back here. Very. (laughs) Well, I mean, we have a request from the people, so we might as well start bashing on the Oilers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, question for you guys. Do you think that Hitchcock has given up on coaching this team? I wonder that too. Um, the guy comes out, I think it was, well, I don't know, Wednesday or Tuesday last week or maybe on the weekend and basically says the team doesn't care. I'm doing my job. The coaching staff's doing our job, but they're not committed. Right. That doesn't really work. <laughs> like, it's it's I don't know that's I think he may be just over talking there kind of I guess overstepping a little bit about like I don't know you came in halfway through the season again like I don't know you can't really I guess blame him maybe for thinking that because the team hasn't really showed a whole lot of compete and I'd say majority a heavy majority of their games but you know I don't know. He's frustrated, obviously. Everybody in Edmonton should be frustrated. But... Do you think the loss to Pittsburgh last night is the end? Like, that's kind of the nail in the coffin? For Hitch? No, no, for the Oilers. Oh, pfft. Yeah, like, especially when you look at what everybody else is doing in that race. I I never really had... Well, yeah, you know, that's it, right? Like, we kind of talked about it. Like, it seemed like it was over before but that might be the last one yeah that probably not that you really expected the Oilers to win that game but it's just they're they've been so bad well and 
I don't know. You, I don't know if you expect them to win any game, but they should. It doesn't matter who for them, in my opinion. Like it should never matter, but like you need to win games. Yeah. And it shouldn't matter who, and it doesn't matter if they should lose to this team or whatnot. And they just, I don't know, they don't show enough compete. When you're in a playoff race like the Oilers are, you don't get the opportunity to say, oh, well, they're a really good team. Yeah. That you gave those up a long, long way ago. Yeah. A long time ago, right? And then the rumors that, well, like we said last week, right, they got a clear cap space to get Secker off the IR. And the rumor is that he, they may be shipping Talbot to Philly. Right. Which would be amazing. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> like, and it it's funny, too, because I think they thought when they picked Talbot up that, you know, okay, we He's got a, a good steady goalie Which here. for 12 months they did. And, you know, yeah, it did, it did work out for, for a while. He was playing pretty good, for sure, but not this year. I'm really interested to see what they can get for Talbot. Yeah. But it's terrifying. And, like, how is that, I don't know, is that an answer for Philly, too? No. Like, But at the same time, like... I guess maybe it's just a placeholder for a while for... Well, it's not like... I, I can't imagine they're going to keep him unless yeah. he plays well down the stretch. But could you imagine that? Philly and Edmonton have seen... Like, Philly is the goalie graveyard, 100%. They... Yeah. They've been that. Now the Oilers are taking over in the goalie graveyard situation. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if they trade Talbot to Philly and all of a sudden he just goes off, kind of yeah. Devin Dumick style? Be- he becomes the goalie Philly's been looking for for <laughs> two decades. <laughs> that would be that would be absolutely out outrageous. That would be so good. And then of course the Oilers are going to get like a sixth round pick. Yeah. Well, and retain salary. You'd think they they're probably going to have to retain. Yeah, well, it said, like, I saw some a tweet, I think it was from Elliot Friedman or something, that if they retain 50%, which is the max allowable, right. they still have, that would still give them enough cap relief to get Sekera on, like, off of IR. So, so maybe I mean, they want to. It, yeah, like, if, if they can retain 50%, or maybe get. don't mind, I guess. Yeah, maybe they retain 50% and get, like, a fifth round pick. Purely joking. I have no idea what the value on that yeah. would be. None. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. It might be more than that. Oh, a little I, bit more than that. I'm sure it's more than that. But, but it's hard. It's, like it's it, not it's, much. It's not like there's a whole lot of uh, desire for people to trade for Delbit. Yeah. And it's not like any trade right, like, that can really do too much for Edmonton. Look at look at the goalie market uh, trade deadline. You have Borowski. You have Howard. Yeah. And then you have Cam Talbot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I assume he's not exactly high on a lot of teams' lists. Yeah, for sure. It'd be kind of cool if the Flames kicked tires on him. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not saying that they necessarily have cap room or if they have that, but it's it's just if you can get him for the cheap. You never know, too, I guess, like right? If, if you can get him on the cheap, he's an upgrade on Mike Smith. Yeah, and, like, I was kind of... Like, I just lately with what's been happening with the Flames and, like, they haven't got the goaltending that yeah, they've had lately. for most of their year, I've been kind of thinking about Smith and being like, okay, this is a time that Smith needs to step up to because if Riddick is struggling a bit, you're supposed to be the guy 
Yeah, so, you're the re- the reason you're here is for this. Yeah. That, like, I mean, we might as well move down the road to Calgary now anyway, but, like, we were just watching the game. In the intermission, they brought up the top five wingers that the Flames might be pursuing. Mm-hmm. Can you legitimately say right now, today, after the last two or three weeks of goaltending the Flames have had, that it's worth spending anything on a top-end winger if you're not going to try and bolster the goalies? Yeah, I wonder if that is more of a priority for them than the goaltending. Yeah, but which is if you're going to gamble picks and prospects on a rental, yeah, and you're going to ha- potentially have a tire fire in net, that seems crazy. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Like, and um, I'm not saying Reddick is a guaranteed tire fire. Yeah, Mike Smith is though. Yeah, well, he, he pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't really deny that. Um, yeah, it's tough to say, and like, I wonder how serious they are about trying to get Stone. Um, I don't know. That's just an you you wouldn't have thought. I don't think very many people would have thought like. I don't know about you know a month and a half back even even closer like that we'd be looking for a winger, and it just seems kind of weird, especially such a high end winger, when like you got a really good top line. So like where would where would Stone actually slot in if if they picked him up, because I don't think you want to split Lindholm off that top line. No, I don't think so. So like he'd be playing second line, but then. I don't know. That, like, that's just that's kind of like what you were saying right before we were come before we came on air, right? That's why Kevin Hayes to me makes more sense. Yeah, exactly. Right, and I agree with you on that thought. Mm-hmm. Purely because, yeah, why? Like, why go spend for a Stone or a Duchesne or? Well, Perry? and you might not even sign, right? Like, and if that, it's just these, a rental. These are purely rentals. Pretty much, right? Because right. I don't think they can really afford to sign him unless and they like, somehow trade Ke- uh, James Neal in the process, right? Yeah. Like, but Kevin Hayes is more of that second-line guy that you'd love to have on your team. Yeah. So why would you go and target Mark Stone to me, especially if you're going to leave the goalies like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you Putting know, like, all your eggs in the David Riddick basket and spending picks that probably should be used to actually draft talent Yeah, and like doesn't make sense to me. I could see, like, maybe they're trying to look for more scoring, but like the flames for most of the year haven't had an issue scoring, obviously. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to be an issue because you know that this team can step up and a lot of different players can score. I don't think that's a, that should be a main concern. Like, like you're right. I think goaltending right now probably should be more of a concern than trying to get like a top winger. Yeah. But that's all I'm saying. Like maybe, maybe Cam Talbot, is worth the gamble. It's right, tough to, like, and it's tough to say. I wonder if they're looking at different goalies still. Yeah. Like if, I don't know if like Howard or Bobrovsky even. Yeah, like Bobrovsky is too much. I, yeah. Howard, I like. I, I just I don't know what the market would be. Yeah. Right, because I kind of like Brian Elliott. To me, the reason he kind of struggled at the beginning of his first year here, I think, was because it was a new team. Well, now if you bring a guy like Howard or Talbot mm-hmm. into this new lineup. Yeah. And especially because they have Smith and Riddick has gotten better usually yeah. at moving the puck. And they actually kind of rely on that a little bit, depending yeah, in that sure. D zone. And then you throw a goalie in 
who's not part of that yeah, system. I don't like, think Howard plays the puck all that well. Yeah, and like a different kind of breakout, rush breakout like they have. I don't know. It would be that would be tough on goalies to go in somewhere, especially if you're gonna be like a starter. Well, yeah, that's the thing. People don't you think you just stop the puck, but there's there's like goalies get used to systems because if mm-hmm. you're on a power play or whatever, you know that there's going to be a guy back door open or there's going to be a guy like a top of the circle is going to be open because that's how we played the power player, the penalty kill, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you can play and you can maybe not necessarily cheat, but you that's your go-to spot, right? It's not just it, it's not just simply stand in the crease and make saves. Yeah. Right, same thing, right? You don't know how your team's going to block shots. Like maybe your old team blocked a shot like, oh, that, that point shot's getting blocked every time. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to worry about the tips or whatever. And then all of a sudden you go to a team. I'm not saying Calgary doesn't block shots, but different maybe they block different. Like, yeah, like think of like the Elaine Vigneault style of coaching or the right. Tortorello style of coaching. Yeah. Two very, very different styles mm-hmm. for blocking shots especially, right? Yeah. So it's – but at the same time, if you're Talbot, you would think going from a tire fire right. to a system and that's, is a benefit, period. And you know <laughs> – I haven't watched enough Detroit games to really know how their kind of defensive system is, but um, I wonder how much of a change that would be like for, for him or like, and I'm sure like if you look at Bobrovsky, that's a way different situation too, right? Like that would be, it's tough. It would be tough for a goalie. I feel like Bobrovsky going anywhere will be hard because it's actually a good team that he's on. Yeah. I'm not saying like Detroit's not the worst. Yeah, I mean they're they're doing well, and they're not doing bad exactly. Um, yeah. but uh, I don't know it's, for what they have. It's just, it's the same thing we've talked about it a million times. The goalie trade deadline is a way different beast. It's super rare, and and I think it well for a lot of teams, it's easier to get other pieces. I think too. Yeah, like to well, especially general- for someone like any starter, like even Howard yeah. is probably going to be begging a lot back generally this doesn't happen yeah right generally there isn't a starting goalie that's i think trade bait. maybe that's also something that contributes to again you know like the longer it doesn't happen the harder it's going to be to ever happen because also you don't really know the market like what is the market for something like this and what do you what's the value like how do you well, place value on that what how are you going to win this trade when you don't have anything to compare well, to? Well, yeah, like you look at you look at rental players of the past. A lot of guys go to their the team and do nothing. Like they might chip in, but they're not an impact player like they were at their original team. Yeah. And I think that's hurting rental values lately. Yeah. On like the forwards and defensemen side of things. Like look at the Leafs, right? They they traded from us and paid almost a rental price and they got him for next year too. The whole idea of a rental player, like the main reason rental players are still a commodity is because for teams that are cap-strapped, they don't have to worry about, oh man, if we trade for this guy, how are we going to fit him in next year? Yeah. That's why they're valuable, and I get it. But for the same case we're saying right now, if the guy doesn't come in and gel in three weeks or four weeks, it's not just a loss, like it's not just a write-off. Right, because imagine somebody goes out and pays the price to get Duchesne, first-round pick and whatever. Say that's what it is, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, in two or three weeks, he's got two points, and that team's now flirting with a playoff spot instead of guaranteed in. Right. And that's... And you're like, holy shit, we paid to how much? Yeah. And that's... Or Mark Stone, or... 
That's Panarin. what also teams that are going to trade for those. They got to really think about that too, because you don't want to, especially if your your team has gelled and is gelling and is going. You do you really want to throw off chemistry and whatnot? Because if you get a player like Stone, Duchesne, Panarin, you're shaking up your top lines. Yeah, because those players are going on one of your to- two top lines. Oh yeah. So you're shaking up chemistry. Is that going to be worth it? Unless or, you're Boston right now, you don't have to worry about shaking up shit because Panarin's Pasternak. Uh, or sorry, Pasternak's fucking idiot. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These injuries are just the worst. Here, okay. Right? Okay. Is this not ridiculous that the NHL has become a lower body and upper body league, but all of a sudden Panarin gets hurt outside of a hockey game, and it's like, oh, let me tell you exactly, <laughs> yeah. he hurt his fingernail because he tripped and no, like it's. How, first, he, oh, they left a team event at 11.30 p.m. He was walking to his transportation, not an Uber, not a taxi, his transportation. <laughs> and he slipped and fell and hurt his thumb. Now he needs surgery, so he's out at least two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, they tell every word for word what yeah. happened. Like, there's no way that's real, right? Like, and it, that's more people's business than what seeing someone get, like, need or some lower body injury. Like, Chara, for example, <laughs> yeah. earlier in the year, where... He literally bent his knee the wrong way. Oh, lower body injury. Yeah. We saw what happened. I have no idea what he's injured with. Uh, I have to say, I know how these injuries happen. They happen to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, you don't tell people that, oh, I have a lower have body a, injury. I have a lower body injury, You tell guys. people, oh, I broke my foot because I was walking my dog. and. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You're not oddly specific one time. And not every other time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just, it's, this one can be real, right? He had to be just drunk as hell after this team event. Like, the team event probably was real. Yeah. But, like, how do you hurt your thumb when you fall down? Most of the time. Oh, no. Yeah, like, most of the time when <laughs> you slip and myself. fall, it's like, oh, elbow, oh, tailbone, <laughs> Yeah, on the shoulder. forearms or something. Yeah. yeah. No, no, somehow he jammed his thumb up. Like, What? <laughs> You fall forward into the cab, like. <laughs> <laughs> I closed the cab door on my thumb. <laughs> gonna be out then, for a like, few weeks. That's crazy too, right? Oh, we're gonna reevaluate him in two weeks. Yeah, He's so not two weeks. It, He's it's not two. It's at least three, probably. And and especially for like a finesse player like yeah. that, having your thumb injured, and it's okay. not even another finger too, right? Like thumb is yeah. probably most important, right? Well, and I did they say right or left? Oh, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. Because if it's his top hand, maybe it's okay. It wouldn't be as bad. Maybe. Or I don't know. Would it yeah. be? I don't know. Like, you probably can't. Actually, it would probably be better if it's bottom hand. It depends, because he likes uh, the deke, right? So then, yeah. that'll be, I don't know, man. It's just, it's terrifying for Boston, because last week they were in the running for the Panarin sweepstakes, which made sense, and they needed a, another scoring winger. Mm-hmm. Well, now they don't have their best scoring winger, and now they obviously need another one. Yeah. Like and they're te- still looking. How for terrifying one. is that? And then same thing, like you said, right? <laughs> so say, say they put Pastor or Panarin with Marshan and Bergeron, basically fit them right in where pa- uh, Pasta was, mm-hmm. and then Pasta comes back. Now what do you do? Like if that line's doing well, do you split them up? Right. Or do you? That's when it becomes tough, and then you throw yeah Pasta. Do you put Pasta back. I guess or... Pasta. Did they play with Krejci a bit. Yeah, this they year, were. But... Well, they were just switching it up because they weren't. It kind of doing what Colorado did, right? Like Colorado's top line 
has hit the skids and they are shit. Right. Like what? They're five and like twenty something in their last twenty three games. <sighs> yeah. Or twenty five games. It's, it's not good. It's brutal. <laughs> it's not looking good. But yeah. so like that top line stopped scoring. Now Colorado's in trouble. Boston's top line stopped scoring. Down there in trouble. And then they lost Pasternak. Yeah. That's. That is brutal. Right. For so like now, now maybe Boston's more in on Stone. You never know, right? right? Like that could that, be. And they say um, their GM came out and said that it doesn't change their plans. I'm but sure. I don't know if that cannot change your plans. I it, a little it, bit. It probably doesn't change their plans necessarily. It might speed them up. Yeah. Right. Like. They might have been going, okay, we'll wait till Panarin's available. We'll wait till they decide at the deadline, like, yes, okay, we're going to get rid of him. Wait for them to put something up. But now first. it might be like, hey, please give it, give him to hey. us or we're not yeah. trading for him. Like, uh, it's now or never. Trade him? Do you yeah. want to trade him now? Right? So, like, because it seems like Ottawa's ready to go because, wow, they are. It's in, there's been no word, too, that they've been even close with Duchesne and Stone, right, too. So to that to me that means they're going. I think they're both gone. At least one could be likely both, yeah. Yeah. So I don't it's that pastor thing is just crazy. And they, that's just gonna stir up that div too. Cause Man, Montreal's got a real right? legitimate shot. And I think they do. I think they do. Because and you know Montreal is one of those teams that this season especially they're there's so much of a different team now, too, right? I um, like I know it's a one game thing, but that game against the Leafs was something else, right? Like they were legit. Mm-hmm. Carey Price has been legit. Yeah. For the last like month. Yeah. Right, like he's back to Carey Price. He had like a nine fifty five or something in the last nine games before the Leafs game. Yeah, he's he's tearing it up now. Like and, crazy. And like they're a team that is a big team game you know they don't really have anybody that outshines the rest they have a bunch of players who put up fair points yeah like T- thomas tatar is one of the leading scorers yeah and i would not have guessed that right right so it's and obviously Domi's tearing it up weber coming back is huge weber's been like huge. that right like i don't know it's so they got a serious chance man. though and they got to take they got a they got a game in hand too on boston i'm so. not i'm not saying that i'm choosing a series but i think for hockey a leafs montreal first round would be ridiculous well like when when it's the been last like 25 time, years or something right it's gotta it's gotta be a long time it's been a while because when the leafs were good montreal was bad and when the leafs were bad montreal was good yeah so montreal was it's been a while in. that would be lovely mm-hmm. that would be such a good series for sure and people still complain about the fucking standings and the playoffs format. I don't understand. That's stupid. Like, as a Leafs fan right now, you have Toronto-Boston or Toronto-Montreal most likely in the first round. Yeah. Wow, I really hate this. Are you talking, like, uh, kind of like the Just the wild card, yeah. Yeah. People, like, I understand people wanting the one versus eight. I get it. It's whatever. But, man... Toronto versus Boston, Toronto versus Montreal, Tampa Bay versus Toronto. Yeah, you don't Tampa get... Tampa Bay versus Boston. You like, don't get nearly the amount, like, back in the day when it wasn't wild card and it was, you know, one to eight. It was, like, it was kind of rarer that you would get yeah. a divisional matchup, I mean, right? I get it. It's It'd be sweeter, like, say, I don't know, say Tampa-Toronto or Tampa-Boston in the second round. It's like, oh, that'd be sweeter if that was the East final. Yeah. 
Sure, but at least you get it. Yeah. Well, exactly. Same as same as like Calgary Edmonton hypothetically. There's more of a chance of it happening now. Oh yeah. Exactly. Because you have to play through your division yeah. most likely unless you're the wild card that right? moves over. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Right? So I don't know. I, I I'm just so excited for playoffs. Yeah. Cannot wait. Yeah, this year's gonna be such an interesting year. Like you got teams like the Islanders. Yeah, who have somehow taken over the Metropolitan. Yeah. What the F man. man. So we've talked about it. The Metro is not exactly great. Yeah. But that division has flipped and flopped so many times. Yeah. Right? Like Columbus, I think two weeks ago was leading. New York was in a wild card spot. Yeah. Now all of a sudden it's like just getting into the wild yeah. card spot. They're just on fire. They are. Yeah. That is that's so crazy. And I feel like maybe getting rid of Tavares helped them out too. It let other people get well, some opportunities. Yeah, and exactly. Like Barzal. He yeah. clearly benefited from the top line minutes yeah. and like really really he really did well with that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy. I mean, we can talk about another Metro team and the Pittsburgh Penguins and their Superstar that was a bit brilliant on Ooh, Monday. Yes, okay. I believe. Man, yeah. Evgeny Malkin. I like. Okay, this podcast is one of two things: we either rip the Oilers a lot, or we rip the NHL and the Department of Player Safety a lot. Yeah. Because what the fuck? Yeah. One game for swinging your stick at a guy's face. Just. Hextall is uh, or what's is it? Paul Bunyan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like oh. that was vicious. Like, uh, obviously, okay, he didn't hit him, or didn't hit him hard. He did hit him. He, he didn't injure him. Yeah, right? he didn't That's injure him. Easy. That's legit. What the NHL said. Right. I mean, you go back to uh, Johansson. I don't know, a month ago, a month and a half ago. I don't remember when it was. Maybe when before, he came yeah. over top on that. Was it Shifley or Wheeler? It was a Jets player. I remember that. Yeah, it might. I think it. Was, I think it was Shifley. Yeah, and he came yeah. over the top and like hammered on top of his like neck and shoulder. Yeah, yeah. He got two it games. Was Shifley, he got yeah. two games for that. Yeah, he didn't hurt him. I'm sure it hurt. But <laughs> yeah, knock him out of any games. Yeah, but it's that is not a hockey play. Either of those, the Johansson one no. or the Malkin one. Like you don't those do are that. Absolutely garbage. Swinging your stick around like a fucking lunatic. Okay, let's put it this way. Somebody kicks somebody with the skate blade, hits him in the shin pad. Are we really giving them one game? Like, say they slice their their sock in half or, like, you know, a nice big hole in the front of their sock. Yeah. Are you giving that guy one game or are you going, holy shit, that was a deadly weapon that he just kicked him with? Yeah, right. I'd, I would hope it'd be more than that. Especially uh, if it's intentional. Last time I checked, James Neal lost eight teeth to a high stick and that wasn't even an intentional swing. Yeah. It doesn't take much. If Malkin caught... Uh, I don't even remember who that was. I don't know who it was. If he yeah. catches him across the cheekbone uh, or something... Yeah, if he catches Raffle across the cheekbone, like with the tip of his stick, he's slicing his whole cheek open. Oh, yeah. That's not... That's a weapon. Yeah. That's possible concussion, There's a re- too, like, realistically. Cindy Crosby cut off Mathot's finger. Yeah. Yeah, right. right? Like, through a glove. It doesn't take much. And you're giving him one game for that? For, and, like, the, Raffle doesn't even do that much to him. Like, come on, Malkin. It's a Pittsburgh I, versus Philly game. You're going to get punched in the head. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, 
expect it. It's coming. You're winning. It's near the end of the game, and you decide to be an idiot. That and you know, I see that kind of attitude and demeanor by He's Malkin repeatedly. Yeah. Right. That's the other thing. It's not like this is his first offense. Yeah, yeah it's not a first offense exactly. That's, That's repeat. Like they said, right? The NHL. The player safety department came out. I can't remember what hit it was. Wilson, I think, when he crushed Buddy. Mm -hmm. They go. They say, is this a suspendable hit or not? If Or a suspendable play in this instance? Yes or no? If it is, then they look at the history of the player. Okay, so they clearly decided it was a suspendable play. So one game, uh, he has history. One one game? <laughs> like, oh okay, God, deal. I just... he's, a, he's a superstar, so we I guess we got to keep him in. I really wish Tyrell was here today because <laughs> we could really get into this one. Yeah. Because, like, oh, my God, it's just ridiculous. Well, yeah, and if anyone's going to, yeah, do that kind of shit, swinging sticks around, that's got to be one of my biggest pet peeves. And just keep it under control, man, and you can do so much damage with that stick. What if that comes up, hits someone in the fucking eye well, that's or it. something? Yeah, you know, like, like look, you look at accidental high sticks that catch guys in the eye. And right. Like Mark Stahl, he was out for a while, like a yeah. long time. It's dangerous, man. Anything he in the face. intentionally swung a stick at somebody's face, one game, because you didn't hurt him. Yeah, yeah. And then so so exactly like what what if yeah Malkin fucking hits him in the cheekbone, he splits him open, he needs ten stitches. How many games does he get it's then? Like five, probably or 10? five or six, eight, seven, eight games. Yeah, like, like that's an in person all of a sudden. Yeah, but didn't hurt him. So one game. So it's fine. This is why I can't stand. And I've said this a million times on this podcast. I cannot stand the, oh, if he's not hurt, it's not that bad. Yeah. He could have been hurt. It shouldn't ever be a basis on if he gets hurt. What did he do? I understand. Like, sometimes sometimes it's not that bad. Like, it's a, it's a dirty hit, and the results are favorable. But you can't just slap him on the wrist. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, one game, that ain't going to deter Malkin from... Because, what, I think Malkin's got a kneeing suspension and he's got some other stuff? Like I don't know. I think he's had some high hits before. I and, mean, let's find out. Right? Like, did did he get suspended last year? Was it last year? Can't remember. Um, he's always see. he's always walking that line. Well, not always, but every once in a while you see him kind of get all uptight and throw something questionable. Yeah, I don't know. This is not going to show me what I want to see, but uh, it's just it's it's too much sometimes with guys like that. Yeah, there's no there's no room in the game for. No, that's it. It's the it's not a hockey play. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, like I have I have a lot more leniency for you know different kinds of hits and different kind of weird situations people falling into boards awkwardly whatever yeah, yeah like, like say you dump a guy and he's you know 10 feet away from the boards and he slides in head first yeah maybe it's boarding but shit happens yeah you're playing hockey you're at least making a hockey play like like at least if you like let's go back to the one i just mentioned Sidney crosby on mark mathot yeah he's at least trying to play defense yeah it's not like that was a that was like not an intentional trying no. to hack your hand off no. play. That was part of the reason, same as like the Johnny Goudreau slashes, that yeah. slashing has gotten cracked down on. Mm -hmm. That's part of the reason, right? It's those, it was those plays. That was allowed. Yeah. They let that happen. Yeah, because right? yeah, there's no call or anything no. on that. Yeah. Right? That is an understandable, like it's a hockey play. You're at least trying to do something. You're trying to take the puck away or whatever. 
just because you're pissed off because some guy punched you or whatever in a heated game. And they're, game, like, going to the bench or whatever, yeah, right? Like, yeah, like, man, that's not... That's garbage. Get that shit out of here, Malkin. Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> Fuck. Right? So it's just ridiculous. Yeah. On a... I don't know. Let's get some more positive news. <laughs> the Western Conference is... Starting to actually shape into... Well, I mean, last week we got into the bottom portion of the division. Yeah. The top of the division all of a sudden is fired up and people are going crazy. Yeah. San Jose, Winnipeg, Nashville, Calgary, if they could get some goaltending, it seems. Yeah. Vegas has been doing all right. Yeah. Right? Like, it's... Man. And, like, we were kind of talking about it. I don't know. Was it last week? Yeah, what? Or... Yeah, it was last week. Talking about the wild card race, and look at that. There's St. Louis. Yeah. They climbed in. I thought that was going to happen, too. And look, they got, like, three games in hand on Vancouver, like... Do you know why? Do you know why they are first in the wild card? Why? Seven games in a row. Oh. You win seven games in a row and you're in that shit and, show of and the wild Bennington, card. And Bennington, man. Man, Bennington is What a what a good surprise for them. Yeah. And like this could that could seriously turn their hopes around here. Oh, absolutely. Like they are seriously in the hunt now and like they could catch Dallas. And Dallas is getting their asses whooped last time I looked tonight. Yeah, let's see. They were losing sure six nothing to Tampa. Just went over now. Yeah. Just, but so windows open. Oh man! And it's, it's been open. It's been open. Well, that's for a long it. Time. Finally, a team is seemingly taking what has been given. Yep, taking control of that shit. Let's go. But I mean, right? Like, so you, so same. We'll stick to the top of the divisions here. Winnipeg, seventy-five points, fifty-seven games. San Jose, seventy-five points, fifty-seven games. Flames, seventy-four points, fifty-six games. And then uh, Nashville, 71 points, 59 games. Mm-hmm. They are not out of it because it's Nashville. Mm-hmm. And this is what they do. They like to this is the time. finish at the top. That is going to be such an awesome race, mm-hmm. especially after trade deadline when we see what these teams do. Yeah, and who knows? Because, yeah, San Jose has been talking, too, that they still like to add. Well, yeah, of course. And they've been playing real good hockey lately. And they haven't even had Carlson for a while here. Yeah, he's been out, I don't know, 10 games or something? Yeah. Awesome. They're killing it. Maybe, yeah, like, I think for San Jose, a big thing for them is if if Martin Jones can be Martin Jones-like. Yeah. Because he hasn't been from the, the majority Jones, of this year. The Martin Jones that took him to the cup final. Right. Martin Jones, that would be... I would think that would lock up the West for them. Right? Like... They have such a deep and solid team. It's it's scary. And they, yeah, they got it going on right now. Speaking of Tyrell, he commented on that video. <laughs> it's dirty, but I missed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, like, it's, I, I, I'm so excited for the rest of the year for the West. Like, it's yeah, every single game that involves any of these four teams against each other yeah or maybe even six if you want to call it that right like if you want to i'd say my six i would say is winnipeg nashville dallas or sorry winnipeg nashville st louis san jose calgary vegas mm-hmm. right like those six at teams, the moment yeah because i don't and dallas has dallas, always been kind of questionable and dallas it's like, may be in third in the central but that ain't gonna happen right and like i think the reason why dallas a big reason why dallas is there is because all these other teams were struggling colorado St. Louis, Minnesota, they all kind of took dips and Well, yeah, look. 
right? St. Louis has a game in hand, and they're two points back. Yep. And they oh, won Dallas. seven in a row. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the Anaheim theory. Like, eventually it's going to – like, eventually they're going to lose some games. Mm-hmm. But as long as they don't lose seven, they should be fine. Exactly, right. <laughs> and, yeah, and then for, yeah, team – like, like Minnesota is going to be a struggle too. Like, and it, so I think instead of <laughs> – both wild card spots now. It might only be kind of one that's really up for grabs now. Did you see what Brucey said? Oh, I don't know about Winnipeg about Minnesota. No, <laughs> I can tell. This is direct quote from I don't know some radio station. I'm guessing in Minnesota. I can tell you right now. I'm not Joe Namath, but we're going to make the playoffs, and we're going to be a team, or we're going to be somebody hard to deal with. Right from Brucey's mouth. Now, if it wasn't Brucey. I would believe that. <laughs> but Bruce Boudreau is notorious at not being a good playoff coach. Yeah, I know, right? At least he got his cup. Yeah. Um, but, if, well, yeah, it, if you look at his overall record, it's not very favorable. But I am pretty confident that Minnesota's going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and they should. They really I should. would not be surprised if they add somebody talented, too. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean... We were, we were talking, talking about that. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about last week. They it's don't have to going years down. to go. Yeah. But pff, I don't know. It's like like we said, right? Trade deadline is going to be huge in the week West. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up, man. It's heating up. Yeah, and that's the thing too, because a lot of these teams, if I feel like once one of these top teams in the West makes a move, it's going to be like, boom, boom, boom. Everyone's because, like, someone's going to come off Pasternak, or sorry, Panarin or Stone will come off the board or Duchesne or, you know, all of them. Mm-hmm. And then every other team's going to be like, ah, shit. Okay, well, plan B and then execute right away. Like, yeah. I feel like it's going to be a chain reaction this year if it goes down because we're always, like, we're That's always true. talking about oh, these big line. players. Trade deadline's going to be huge. Right. It's going to be huge. And this year, nothing. And this year, I feel like it's a lot more legit that shit will happen. There's just way too many moving parts this year for it not to happen. Right. Like, there's too much going on. There's too plus, many teams that are for sure selling. And Plus, if you're, I personally think if you're in the West and you're looking at Tampa Bay, just destroy in the East. They, you got to be thinking, you got to do something, right? Yeah. It's going to be hard. It's like, it's not like it's going to be a cakewalk for Tampa Bay mm-hmm. because just because, like, they have 88 points. The next closest in the East is the Leafs at 73. Yeah. It's uh, a ridiculous, like, ridiculous so, amount of room. Like. So last year around this time, the like, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Boston had that kind of gap on the next team in the Atlantic. Right. And it was like, up, oh, they're top three. They're going to fight out for who's going to seed where. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden this year, it's just Tampa Bay. What the hell? Like, they just don't lose. Yeah. They're smashing Dallas. A minute they're, left in the game. They're up 6 nothing still. They're just such a confident team, too. You can tell. Like, that's, like, I think one of the – like, they're super talented, like, almost all the way through that lineup. Yeah. But then you put on, like, this crazy kind of, like, Superman confidence that they have. Like, you just see them. Like, when they want to score <laughs> – they're gonna. Hey, we're down a goal. Like, we're don't don't take a penalty. Yeah. This team is lights out on the power play. Gross. Too many weapons. Oh. Like both of those power play units are super good. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Toronto's got that kind of power play unit on the first line. Mm-hmm. But the second line, you're like, eh. Most teams, right? Yeah. Tampa Bay is just like, uh. They can fill two full power plays. One A and one B? Yeah. <laughs> like, I would like, well, I'm, it's always the top unit that scores the point, the Stamkos, Kucherov. It's because the second line doesn't get on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they don't have, they don't even get a chance. It's like, oh. Goal. Okay, we'll just go take a five-on-five five The shoot. only time they get on is if the Stamkos, Kucherov, or point lines are on and draw the penalty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no shit. And they, it was late in the shift. Like, that's it. Yeah. It's just crazy. But to me, like, again, it, Tampa Bay is not going to roll over the Eastern Conference playoffs because that's just not how playoff hockey works. But I feel like Tampa Bay is going to have an easier go of it than the West. Oh, yeah. It's going to be just like last year. The West is going to be an absolute gong show. Yeah. Like trying to get out. Tampa's of on a different level, a whole another level than most of the teams in the East. Yeah. Whereas there's no team really in the West that's that much better than everyone I else. Yeah. I think there's room for a lot of upsets. Oh yeah, but that's the thing. Like that's again going back to this playoff format. And I, I think it's partially because of the way the seeding works, and it's one, two, three, four. Right, one, two, three, wild card one, one, two, three, wild card two. Yeah, yeah. One versus four, and two versus three. It doesn't seem like a wild card because it's not. It doesn't seem like an upset because it's two versus three or one versus four. It's not one versus eight. Yeah. Right. Like even like yes, maybe if you go by points. Yeah, and especially and you look at it. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like if you think back to when LA was an eight seed and won the cup. Yeah. You, just, I don't feel like you have that same feeling in the first round anymore. And New Jersey, I think, was a sixth seed that year. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. So I just, I, I don't feel. It doesn't feel like that anymore. Yeah. Which. The only time maybe when someone squeaks in a wild card. Yeah, when you're like, oh, but man. I don't even. Has that even happened yet since the wild cards come in? Has anybody has an eighth or a second like wild the, card? Have they beat the first team yet? I don't think that's happened. I. I'd have to check, but I don't think so. I don't. I don't remember. feel like it has, right? I but, can't think of. Oh, I just, man, it's it just doesn't feel the same, and I, I like it. Yeah, I don't know if you're it, like to me. You go and compare it to like the NBA, where it's one versus eight, and obviously it's because the league is different and the parity is different. But there is absolutely no chance. There's no that fucking chance that like an eight seed is gonna beat Golden State, yeah. or something like. like there's no. no chance. And saying that. I don't think the wild card two team is going to beat Tampa Bay. I would give you about a four percent chance yeah. of beating Tampa Bay in the first round. But and then, but you, I could, yeah, I could see that definitely. But, I already kind of said that for the East too, right? But but if say for some reason Boston falls into the wild card two spot, and they play Tampa Bay, yeah, and they got Panarin and they've got Pasternak healthy, right? There's a lot of different circumstances right? that can pan out. That, and that's what happened to L.A. when they did it, right? They they weren't really an eight seed. They were in the points, but they weren't by team. But, yeah. Same kind of thing. They were they a playoff-built team. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it doesn't feel like that anymore, but I think that's partly because of the one, two, three, four seed. Yeah. But it's also because the parity in the NHL just hasn't, has never been like this. Well, yeah, it's so close, right? It's crazy. And... I I love the two three. I don't care if one of those teams get knocked out. I love it. I like. I rather see way more competitive series than have someone just fucking sweep someone, yeah. wipe them out, blah. I also find that people call the two three games like 
they call the three seed like put okay, we'll go back to the one versus eight, right? There was three divisions in each conference. Winner got one, two, three. Mm-hmm. It seems like people credit the three seed now way more than they did before, right? Like you never thought of the sixth or the fifth seed, the team that was on the road in the first round. You're never like, oh man, they're a really good team. Yeah. You never thought that before. Now mm-hmm. you do. Yeah, it and can definitely be. They are good teams, but it's just you don't have that same feel. Mm-hmm. Because that six isn't beside it. Yeah. Right? I still really, really like this playoff like style. I really do. Me too. But anyway, back to the West. Back to last week's conversation and the shit show for the wild card. Vancouver. What a gong show. Yeah. Michael DiPietro. Oh, yeah, okay. And his first start in the NHL. Gets absolutely shelled for no reason. Yeah. Okay. For those of you that don't know, because maybe you don't follow Vancouver, Michael DiPietro, who plays in junior still, like he is currently in the CHL, played his first ever game as an emergency backup goalie for Vancouver. Yeah. Because Okay. Now, when you look at the grand scheme of things, Obviously, Vancouver didn't just go, hey, this guy seems like a really good option, kind of like Carter Hart. Let's put him in. There was a whole bunch of goalies that got hurt in front of him. I understand. Like, he had to play. That's That was their only option. Yeah, shit circumstance. The fact that it was their only option is a joke. Right. That is so Jim Benning. I don't right. even, I can't even explain it. That's unorganization. Yeah. Yeah. You're an NHL team. Your job is to know who can play goalie for you. Oh, yeah. And Chicago had a emergency backup goalie in Scott Foster. Yeah. Play really well for them when he showed up. Yep. He was 30-plus, and he was an emergency guy they'd signed that day. Yeah. You're telling me Vancouver didn't know there was a goalie like that around in Western Canada or Western yeah. U.S.? Yeah, like... That could have made it to the game on time? You... And, like, I feel like a GM should always be thinking worst-case scenario a lot, right? So Well, it's it's not even like it was a two-second thing. It's yeah. not like three of their goalies got hurt in a week. Yeah, it wasn't like Chicago when in the warm-up their goalie goes down that they just called up or whatever yeah. the hell. I can't right? remember. Right, I'm pretty but... something like that. Yeah. But, okay, so this is the timeline of events. Yeah. Bachman, their AHL starter, goes down with – he blew, blew his Achilles up before Christmas. Okay, that sucks. They sign, I can't remember who they signed, but some guy to an AHL contract. They can't call him up. That's fine. You probably could have called him up as an emergency backup and did a Scott Foster style contract, though. Right. Uh, maybe not, though. Maybe that's some deal they have with the AHL. That's fine. Okay. That's one guy off the board. That's fine. Now, Thatcher Demko, who is normally their backup goalie in the NHL, mm-hmm. he blew his knee out a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's hurt. Now you have Nil. Well, sorry, they had Markstrom and Nilsson before Thatcher Demko came up as their backup goalie mm-hmm. in the NHL. Because Thatcher, they thought Thatcher Demko was going to be their backup, they put Nilsson on waivers. Nilsson gets claimed by Ottawa. Okay, so that now, now you no longer have Nilsson. Now you have you have Markstrom, you have Demko, you have Bachman. That's your three goalies, and your fourth goalie isn't even on an NHL contract. Yeah, why? It's not like. It's not like they have 
too many goalies. Yeah. Like, you should have contract room for that. And, yeah, that's yeah, that's plus, plus the fact that Bachman is on a season-ending injury. So then all of a sudden, <laughs> so now you're at Nilsson, and then they bring up Michael DiPietro to be the emergency backup to sit on the bench. Okay. In hindsight, or well, not in hindsight. In hindsight, it's a terrible idea. At the time, you're like, Markstrom's going to start. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Demko will be back. DiPietro will get some NHL money. It'll be all fine. He won't have to play. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. Then Markstrom gets hurt. Oh, my God. Fire, fire drill. Like, what the hell are we going to do? What are we yeah. going to do? What are we going to do? You can't be an NHL organization. What, two points out of the playoffs? Yeah, you can't get yourself in that position. They are two points behind Minnesota for a playoff spot. And they didn't have a backup plan for a goalie in it. And, like, also, it's like, yeah, like, how do you even expect that DiPietro won't get hurt or something? You, like they don't even have a backup plan for an AHL backup goalie by the sounds of things. Yeah, like, this is the NHL. Terrible. This is the best league in the world, and you guys didn't have a plan for an emergency backup goalie? And it costs you big time. Now, there's people, I think these people are crazy, that think, oh, DiPietro led in seven goals in his first ever game. This is going to ruin the kid. There's no way he's going to be an all-star NHL goalie anymore, blah, 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 blah. Bam. That's crazy. That is crazy. Shut crazy. up. Crazy. <laughs> but the fact that they screwed themselves into a corner and made this kid play. Just not even close to ready for that, too. Fireable offense if you're Jim Benning. Like, I understand he's done a pretty good job drafting players. Yeah. But you're telling me there wasn't an assistant GM, there wasn't a scout, there wasn't somebody that was like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. Well, and this is, that's a that could be a pivotal moment of this season. Legit. If they could have won that game or had a better chance to win that game. You want to talk about an even crazier fucking scenario? There was this weird brand new NHL team last year that played five goalies. Right. right. With more success than Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. A team of nobody knows each other. Our starter goalie gets injured. Our backup goalie gets injured. Our backup backup goalie gets injured. Yeah, they played five goalies. Yeah, in like, what, the first three months? Yeah. Now, before we get too far, Dylan Ferguson was an OHL goalie. Or no, WHL, I think he was Saskatoon Blazers. He was a junior goalie and came in and played and played really well. Yeah. Really well. Like, really, really well. It's true. But I think he was an overager. And I think Di Pietro's an overager, too. Because yeah, he played. I think he's a 19. Actually, no. No, because he well, played. Well, 19's not even. Yeah, no, 19's yeah, so not I think Dylan overage. Ferguson was an overager. Yeah. So I think he was 20. But it's still like. Vegas was screwed. And, but Seemingly. Vegas, Vegas was allowed to be screwed. That was their first season. Exactly. And they had four goalies go down. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, that wasn't their fault. Bachman went down at Christmas time. Yeah. Like you had, they had so much time to figure something Just out. And like you have insane. to be thinking about that. You get yeah. Especially fighting like you're so close to that playoff spot and you got to are and yeah. You have that kind of a setback too. Jim Benning is just the details seem to escape him. Right cuz I think he got well he got fined for tampering I believe cuz he talked about wanting Stamkos or Subban. 
Oh, yeah. He got fined for tampering for that. I 100% guarantee. I think he also got fined or, like, the team got fined for, like, a salary cap violation or something when the Sedins were still there. <laughs> Stuff like that. And it's just like, man. Like. That can't happen. Business infractions kind that of That can't now. happen. Right? Like. It, it, yeah. I just, I can't believe it. It blows my mind. Yeah. I can't imagine, like, the feeling of a fan. What if they miss the playoffs by two points? Right, exactly. Like, that could be a major game. Like, that could be a major pivotal point of this season. And, I mean, let's not go crazy. For those of you that watched the game, Michael DiPietro got hung out to dry a lot. Yeah, that's what I heard. But he shouldn't have been in the net. But a different goalie with NHL experience could have, you know... Made a save yeah. or two, well, and and maybe then, made it five instead the of other, seven. The other absolutely ridiculous part is like two days ago, they trade for Merrick Mazinek from the Rangers for a seventh round pick next year. You couldn't have tried to do that beforehand. Yeah. Like, like the other thing again, I missed one detail. Vancouver had. A goalie, I think, in Utica, which is where like their farm farm team is, AHL mm-hmm. team. But I think they were on the East Coast or something, and the backup goalie couldn't make it. Like I think he, I, I think there was an AHL goalie that was on contract, but he couldn't make it cross the country fast enough for the game because of when Nilsson got hurt. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you use him before Michael DiPietro? Why, like, why did you not call him up the moment Demko went down? Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like it's not like Demko and Nilsson got, or sorry, Demko and Markstrom got hurt the same day. Yeah, like you had time to prepare for this. I don't know. It's just it's absolutely insane. I think they they must have been trying to save money you know, or something at the same time. And it's a good thing it's not as important of a year for them. Yeah, like them making the playoffs isn't life or death. That's like a bonus for them yeah. this year. But but at this point for them. It's not a bonus because you can tell that they're hell-bent on making the playoffs. And they, relatively speaking, they should make it. Like, they could have, right? And and they can. Like we said last week, right? Like, all of these teams that are in that jumbled-up wild-card race should be able to make the playoffs. All they have to do is play real hockey. It seems like all you have to do is win a few games and you're in. You just got to play better than those teams. You can't. This is the NHL. Those 23 roster players, those are the ones that you have, like, those are the ones that have to impact games. Yeah. When you impact games outside of that 23-man roster, that is brutal. Mm -hmm. The front office, there's no cap. You can pay whoever the hell you want to manage everything. Those people cannot affect games negatively. Yeah. They can't. Yeah, like, not directly like that. Yeah. Because that was, that was all on them. That's all on them. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no... It's not like it was luck or... And imagine karma. imagine the people, the crazies out there that are like, oh, this is going to ruin Michael DiPietro. Yeah. Imagine they're right. Yeah, and f- I'm sure it didn't feel good for them. <laughs> like, oh, man. That's not how you want to debut in the big league. Oh, well, I yeah, got exactly. fucking wrecked. Well, and let's not forget, he was playing on the same ice where he let in that... Overtime winner oh, from Finland, right? Right, like I'm not. I'm sure that wasn't a 
thing that was going. But it could have been a thing going through his mind. But regardless, that doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't think in the grand scheme of things that's going to hurt too much. But if it does. Yeah. Knock on wood for that because I want to well, see yeah. him play. Well, yeah, I think good. he's going to be good. Yeah. I hope he's good. I hope. I mean, it, it, you can't put. I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. But I think they're crazy. If anyone I, talks like that, I think like so that. too. But it's just it's just one of those things, right? Like if it did, you talk about over ripening players in the minors, goalies especially. Yeah. Oh yeah. How many stud goalies in the OHL or the CHL or like the WHL, OHL, QMJHL? Yeah. How many stud goalies come up and do nothing? Yeah, it's a whole different party up here. Yeah. Carter Hart has done well this year. Partially because he played in the AHL for the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah, there you go with Di Pietro. It's like you're playing against boys. Carter Hart was also a stud. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly, like one of the best. Right. So it's just so. it's it's inexcusable. It's, but again, right, especially in that race, it's just that same shit. That whole wild card race in the West is just such a gong show. Yeah. And it's, yeah, because it's funny because it's every team is having issues it's of all, some kind. Yeah, it's not like this happened to, like, Calgary or Vegas or San Jose or something. Like, yeah. it's, oh, look, another team in that shitty wild card yeah. race. It's like, who wants to lose more? Who can more? suck less, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just unbelievable, man. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the, this pans out for the West because it's going to be interesting. Especially the Central, once it goes below Nashville. Just to see exactly how everyone's going to stack up and if Minnesota can stay in. I agree. What, what's going to happen to Dallas if St. Louis can stay hot. It's going to be interesting because I could definitely see St. Louis overtaking Dallas. St. Louis is finally playing, obviously they're playing over what people are expecting. But they're Probably finally now. playing up to potential where you're like, yeah, they are really good on paper. Yeah. Yeah, I... I They've been playing really good. I was watching one. Of, I can't remember who they were playing. The but. question is, is it simply goaltending? Is it, is it simply know. the fact that they can believe in their goalie behind them? Maybe, maybe, though. I'm sure Biddington's given them a lot of confidence. Oh, for the sure. The way he's and playing, like, Teams obviously. play so much different in front of a goalie they have confidence in. Yeah, totally. And right, because you can... Maybe, it's not maybe it's not right, it, but maybe I think you can it, cheat better. You can cheat differently. You yeah. can, you can, you can lean offensively more, right? Like if you constantly just collapse the front of the net, that makes it a lot harder to break out. It makes it a lot mm-hmm. harder to get down the ice. It makes it a lot harder to score because it's harder to get there. Yeah, solid goalie lets your mind be a lot freer and yeah. makes you think less. Especially, you know, when it comes to breakouts, especially and stuff for like offensive that. guys. Like if you look at St. Louis, like Tarasenko and exactly, Shen and and you've seen Tarasenko come alive a little oh, bit he now, is right? Crushing it right now. Exactly. Could be, could be a big reason. Bennington, for it's sure. Just, like I'm sure it's not simply that, but I'm sure it's a huge portion. Yeah, that hasn't hurt. That's no, for sure. exactly. But I mean, let's I guess move to the weekend if uh, yeah, that's what we want to do. Are we, oh, I guess so. Actually, before we go there, we did kind of want to touch on Thornton passing. Oh, Jumbo. Good Jumbo call. Joe passing. Nice. Didn't forget. Gordy? Passes Mr. Hockey. Yeah. Crazy. Man, unbelievable. And you know, when I heard this, and like I, I knew it was coming, like we've been hearing it for a while that he's moving well, up. So I think, what is he in 14th now for overall scoring? Yeah. Right. Uh, overall. 
it's so crazy to me because like I almost it, it's so weird because you for me I kind of like forgot about the Boston days, you know? Yeah, it's been a right? long time. Like it's time. been a while since he's been on San Jose, right? Like I've it kind of turned into my head that like, oh yeah, he, like he's always been on San Jose and like he's been really good. But like when he was in Boston, that's where he got most of his points, right? He crushed it there first. Like he was producing and like I I forget and like, you know, short-haired Jumbo Joe back in the day on Boston, like he was fucking awesome, dude. Oh, what unreal. a dude. I just I love it. And like, you don't really, this is a thing is like, we're going to look back in like 10 years and like on so many players that we've got the pleasure of seeing go through their careers. And we get to see some of these guys that like are going to go down in history. And like oh, yeah. Joe Thornton's going to be one of the best players in history. That I think is the crazy part for me is you kind of take it for granted that a guy like that's around. Same as Ovechkin. Yeah. Right. It's, He's yeah. You don't. Joe, Joe Thornton's great. Yeah, I know. Ovechkin's great. Yeah, I know. You're like whatever. But when they go, you're gonna be like, whoa, man! Like they were really good, and we gotta watch them for their whole career. Yeah, like ten like years. Thing. Ten years from now, we're gonna look back and be like, oh my god, do you remember Ovechkin? Like, do you remember Thornton? Like, oh. Do you remember yeah. those absolutely disgusting passes that Joe Thornton used to make? Oh Stuff man. Stuff like that. Like just. Yeah. Good so for clutch. him, though. Good for him. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's uh. To personally to think like I thought he was done after he blew his knee out like completely yeah. blew it out. Was that two before, years? I think so. Ago? Yeah. Playoffs of two years ago or whatever. Yeah. Like just destroyed his knee. The whole thing. Yeah. Comes back and plays. Like, what? And he's still he's putting still up. putting some fucking points up on the board. If he wasn't, um, I don't like. I don't think he's pulling his weight salary cap wise. But if he wasn't pulling his weight, San Jose wouldn't be fighting for first in the West. Oh yeah, he's still a huge part of that team, right? Like he, I, I think he's kind of like the Marlow factor. Surprise, both from San Jose, but he's kind of got the Marlow factor, like like that Marlow has on the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he's making a lot of money, and maybe he's not putting up points like that. But the locker room aspect, man. Yeah, you can't. You can't really value that. I was gonna say you can't really put a price on that, and. You know, if if you're saying that either of them, well, like I guess you, some people will say that Marlowe is overpaid, but like really, they you got to think about how much they actually bring. Yeah, because they're like revolutionizing some of those like those younger players' careers Wait. right now. No. Like Marner for with Marlowe, right? Like I'm sure Marlowe is giving them heaps of experience and just awesome little tidbits of info and little tips and. Might as well beat the dead horse while we're at it. Uh, look what the Oilers could use right now. Somebody just like that. Right? And see, they don't. They don't. They have no one. Lucic is the best option. Yeah. And is that Woo! a person who's... Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't see Lucic as being... I he's even got an A on, doesn't he? I haven't seen any Connor McDavid and Lucic videos where they're singing around in a car. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But but seriously, though, yeah. You can see how, you know, like, players like Thornton and, you know, players like that, and like, Aginla was, even like, I'm saying after Calgary, yeah, even, course, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, how much of a difference those players can make when it comes to, like, yeah, overall just vision of younger players. And cause well, they, they, can, know, they know what's up. 
they can be the mentors and stuff like that. And they mm-hmm. can be like, hey, like this is what I see. Blah, blah, blah. Here, here, here. Mm-hmm. This kind of play. Like, you know, maybe if you do this. Like, I'm not fast enough to do this, but maybe you are. Yeah, like when I was younger. Yeah, right. What I learned to kind of do. Yeah. It's the hockey IQ. You can help transfer that to somebody else or teach them the ways and all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. just. And the, the mind. guy deserves every single point he's ever got. Oh, hell yeah. And more. And the mind is the most powerful muscle in the game, right? Like, you don't have to be the quickest. You don't have to be the biggest, the strongest, the best shot. It's like Johnny, right? Yeah. He's He's got nothing that he has except for maybe stick handling is, like, top tier, right? Like, small space, skating, agility, stick handling. That's what he does. Look how many goals he's putting up. Yeah. Like, the way he shoots is not... It's so calculated, it's right? Tricky. It's like it's like Crosby. Like yeah. you watch Crosby shoot, he's so calculated. Like it's all about the mind. Oh, one hundred percent. And that's what those players help, you know, grow. Yeah. In young players. Oh, I agree. I. It's crazy to think that we just watched Joe Thornton pass a guy like Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe. Today. Yeah. Like this day and age. Yeah. That. It's crazy. It's the same as Ovi, right? Getting close to, look, oh, maybe you get Sokretsky's record. Right? right. Like, that is, Ovechkin would have shattered that record oh, back then. Yeah, if he played in the 80s, holy shit, the dude right? would have so, a like, thousand goals. Think about Thornton now, like <laughs> Thornton and Gordy's age, right? Like, Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, it's, it's not one of those things, right? Like, again, this guy's Hall of Famer. Oh, More easy. points than Gordy Howe. Boston traded him away. What? Who was that? Sturm? Uh, I don't even it's remember. Like Marco that was, fucking Sturm. That was a long and like, time ago and stuff. Yeah. Like, right? Like, and I'm not saying that... I'm not, I'm not saying that... They traded away Sagan, too. But they, well, that's it. Sagan, Dougie Hamilton. Who did that trade? Peter Shirelli. Our favorite guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's just... Think of how different like places could be. Yeah. Right? Like, you go through those trade trees, and you're like, man, if it would have just stopped here. Well, like, yeah. What would have happened to San Jose? Because without Jumbo, they I don't even know. Oh, man. It's... I don't even know what they would have done. Like, yeah. whatever. It's just crazy. It's crazy to think. It's crazy to think we've watched. And, again, like I said, just take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. and you do, because you don't really think about it. Like you said, not my team. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, whatever. It's hard to watch everybody. Yeah. But, but then when you look back. especially hard to watch San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we will all be looking back on Thornton and his career and being like, damn, that dude could play. It also seems like there's been a lot of 1,000-game seasons this year. Yeah. Or, like, sorry, 1,000-game career, like, mile markers. Yeah. Like Chris Kunitz tonight. Yeah, Hit 1,000 right? yeah. games, right? Like, did does that not seem like to you guys the same? Like it seems like there's been a lot of thousand game ceremonies. Yeah. No, there yeah, has I been. totally agree. There has been. Lots of Which people getting in, those silver sticks. In a league that seems to be trending to guys that don't make it past thirty, it's crazy. Well, even the refs have been getting a thousand yeah. games. Like you're yeah, West, right? So, yeah. West McCauley. What a beauty. <laughs> what a beauty. Five minutes for I wonder. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> the goal on the ice. Stands is a good goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like going forward, I wonder too, like 
how like if that number of players that get to a thousand games is going to drop because I feel like it's going to. I feel like it's right. Like it's trending that way. Everyone knows that it's trending towards the young man's game. Like personally, I think Matthews might not even make a thousand games. Well, right, because he's had quite a few injuries already. Yeah, and like shoulders ain't something that you can just generally you know, speaking shrug off. Yeah, they don't heal well. How's punny a bit? <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I guess we might as well. Yeah, I guess after that. Up here. So weekend games. I mean, it's I don't know. It should be a decent week. I mean, like we said, right? Like it from from here on out, it's pretty much go time for playoff runs and lots of good hockey from here on out. Pretty much, right? There's just there's so much riding on these games. Mm -hmm. You you can't sit back. Yeah. Right. It's go time. Tomorrow. A Boston, Boston Anaheim seems like a shitty game, but if Anaheim can beat Boston, oof. Bob Murray's one and zero coaching that team. <laughs> Forgot about that. Oh. That's funny too. I for yeah, we didn't even think about man. Randy Carlisle finally gets fired. Oh yeah, we didn't wow, talk no about shit. That. Yeah, like, right. You put up that good tweet. Yeah, it's like, what the hell <laughs> were they God, waiting no for then? We've lost like 17 out of 19 games, but now we'll fire now, them. Now, now seems Not right. Not like the first 10 or like, you know, fucking 30 games ago. Does it, is it like, is it crazy that Bob Murray is coaching? It is crazy. It's so crazy. Dude, when I heard that, I was like, what? Dude went from the NHL to the GM's office, never coached a day in his life. I'm going to coach an NHL team. One and oh, baby. I get it, though. I get it from his standpoint because like, he kept the assistants around. So the assistants are going to be like, uh, that guy didn't do that for the last two months. Or uh, that guy's lying. Or that guy is not that kind of friendly <laughs> on the bench. <laughs> this guy does not try and pump up anyone but himself yeah. on the bench, right? Like stuff like that. So... At least love his assistants there to kind of be like, uh, this is bullshit. This whole bench is bullshit right now. <laughs> These guys are all a bunch of fucking liars. <laughs> and he'll be right there in the room and all that stuff. So yeah. I just, for his sake, I hope everybody doesn't seem like a bad fish. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's kind of part of his little plan, too, is to actually get some person, personal, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with the team. I bet it must be crazy for, like, guys like Getzlaff and Perry and Kessler. Like, this guy was your boss. Like, he signed your contract and stuff. That's fine. But now he's legitimately right fucking there. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa. No experience. <laughs> Not <anyway. laughs> uh, I don't even know. Like, did you see that? Like, he's like, oh, man, trying to put my skates back on. <laughs> <laughs> trying to for his first practice. It's like, man. There's, I haven't been on the ice in 20 years. I don't imagine he's going to be doing too much skill training. <laughs> yeah. Guys, tight turns like this. <laughs> <laughs> we have lost Bill Murray. Or Bob. Bill Murray. <laughs> uh, no, Jared. Wrong, Murray. Bill Murray has not moved into Bill the Bill Murray better not die on me. Uh, anyway, back to the weekend. Because, <laughs> yeah, we kind of probably shouldn't have glazed over that one. Uh, shit. Minnesota Jersey is actually kind of a decent game. I mean, Jersey has been rough. Yeah, but they've been in the in the shits. But it's big for Minnesota, right? The same yep. thing. It's the NHL. Hey. Any team can win every night. Well, that's see, that's a that's a game that most people would say, okay, Minnesota needs to win this game. But pff, New Jersey doesn't give a fuck about that. Yeah, 
New gonna... Jersey be like, oh, yeah, you guys can miss the playoffs on our watch. Hey, yeah, they're so... all about spoiling now. What That's else do they got to look forward to? Detroit Philly first game early game on Saturday. Wait, wait, wait! Just the best game of the whole Friday night though is the Edmonton game with Carolina. What a <laughs> what a rocking atmosphere that's going to be! It's going to be. Notch. I bet you the place is sold out. Just a bump. Did you guys see? <laughs> did you guys see that awesome How tweet? I should have. I think I retweeted it on oh, the Bench Boys Twitter. Did you guys see that awesome picture of the Florida arena? I, I think it was like Tuesday night or something, and it was like. It was like, oh, it looks like it was the uh, dressed like an empty seat night in Florida oh, again. There was there must have been like five hundred people there. Well, that was earlier when <laughs> the Flames when we were watching the Flames game for a bit there. And Jesus Christ, man, you look at that first bowl and there's like the one block was like I think there was like five people <laughs> in like I don't even know how many seats I are there. Like two hundred seats and there's like five people. At least Carolina is playing decent. Yeah, and they have the storm surge stuff, and they've got like a little some bit more reasons. exciting. They've got some reasons for fans to show up, unlike Florida. I think yeah. the best part is they'll beat Edmonton. Most <laughs> likely, but I mean that's not exactly setting the bar too high. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's not that big of an accomplishment. <laughs> but yeah, so then moving to Saturday, Calgary I'm... and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Woo wee! It's it's a big game for both teams, and a statement game for the Flames also because they've been playing not so poopy. hot lately, like pretty damn poopy. <laughs> and last time they played Pittsburgh was the major El Pupo of the season. Oh yeah. That's actually, they see, let's just see the other side now. Right. Cause like that kind of set off what the Flames started. That's like true. yeah, it that's took true. them off. Right. They're yeah, like, Hey, fuck Pittsburgh hit rock bottom. Them. It was rock bottom. They're like, okay. And then boom, Played really well for consistently quite a few months. There. Well, hopefully they don't get smoked this time. Yeah, it's for your guys' sake. Nine one can't happen again. St. Louis, Colorado, could might, be a good one. Might be all right. St. Louis got to keep on trucking. I don't know about this one though. This this uh, hockey night in Canada premier matchup: Toronto and Arizona. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Toronto's at Arizona though, so you know one person's gonna light it up or try to. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, Patrick hometown. for Austin, maybe more. Hopefully, maybe more. Maybe Bill Nye gets think, on the board. Uh, I think they are. The Leafs are in Vegas tonight. Oh man, I just want to go back there so bad for a game. Right. Oh, oh, man. I was. If you okay. haven't done. It's okay. It's a good trip for all of you listening. Yeah, do it. 100% worth the money. Go see your team in, in T-Mobile Arena. It's sick. They have the best in-game. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> experience. It's yeah, just Yeah, it's good. Ottawa-Winnipeg. Um, nice little uh, scout preview for the potential trades. Right. between. So, yeah, we didn't really get into that either. Winnipeg apparently rumored to be looking seriously at somebody from Ottawa. Mm -hmm. Most likely Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Originally, yeah. like we were talking Duchesne, maybe, but it sounds like they've shifted to Stone now yeah. that Stone seems more available. And which... for me, being a Winnipeg fan, thank God in a way, because I don't know, I just don't know about Duchesne, right? Like, the it's one, tough to put a pin on him. The one thing about Duchesne is the potential for Duchesne to light up Liney, right? Like, I don't think Stone can necessarily do that. Liney plays left or right? He plays right, but he's played a bit of left this yeah. year. 
So, like, I just – wingers don't generally heat each other up as much as a center does, right? right? It's not the typical pair, right? Yeah. But, anyway, that's good for the scouts because they can uh, not have to travel too far to watch. But, apparently, tonight there's scouts everywhere for these teams. Yeah, both swapped, and then they play each other. So, yeah, that's, that uh, can't hurt a potential trade. What if the trade happens, like – Before? One hour before the game. <laughs> Go across the hall, buddy. See you, man. <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta play, play your old team like an hour later. Walks into the suck. room with his Ottawa bag and in the Jets room, <laughs> pulling his gear out of his bag. That would be brutal. Now a legit matchup, kind of another like another really good Atlantic matchup. Saturday back to back Saturdays for Montreal, mm-hmm. Oof, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay on a Saturday night hockey in Canada. Oh, man, good luck, boys. Spicy. Yeah. Good luck, Montreal. Um... That's that's a spicy one on multiple levels, purely because of like the Sergachev trade too and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Duran will want to light them up yeah, a little maybe bit. Maybe Duran goes nuts. It's been having a pretty good season. It's in Tampa too. Duran will probably be happy to get out of the cold. Yeah. It's like, oh damn, I miss it here. <laughs> and Vasilevsky got a shutout tonight, so maybe him and Price stand on their heads, and it's a one nothing game. A little bit of a goalie battle. You never know, man. It, this game, I, man, I, if I had one TV, which. Most of the time I do, <laughs> yeah. unless I'm here. Yeah, That is the game. I, as a Leafs yeah. fan, I'm probably watching Montreal Tampa Bay. Yeah, that looks like it's going to sh- Yeah, it's gonna be a good game. And I think that's going to be fantastic. It means a lot, yeah, for Toronto fans and stuff like that. Because if they win that, I guess, all depending what, all depends Boston on what Boston does. Boston does in Anaheim. That's a big game, though. It is. And that's a game that you would love to steal, too, right? Oh, yeah. Because you're probably not pegged to win that game. But if you do, that's huge. Yeah, that's not not like Montreal's going to catch Tampa Bay, but that's a huge no. two points for Montreal. Yes, for sure. Um, uh, Edmonton Islanders. Edmonton might have a little bit of trouble against the Islanders back on uh, back to back nights. There. Don't forget, it's the Barclays Center, not oh, Nassau right. Coliseum. Yeah, I was going to remind all the fans about that just to make sure you know where to go for the game. It's in the other arena tonight, yeah. boys. As well Don't. as Everly's been laying it up a little bit lately, so maybe yeah. he'll uh, do something. Again, like we said, the Islanders team is crazy right now. So maybe he lights up the Oilers a little bit. Maybe. I'm, so, I'm actually so happy that they're doing well. That just makes me happy. It's just, that's just so, especially if there's one team I think that's outdone everybody when it comes to upsets, it's got to be the Islanders. Yeah, I agree. They, they shouldn't be there. No, they're solid, like, the late the late games actually have some potential. Nashville Vegas, yeah, that's spicy. Could be a heater. Yeah, that's a good one. And then Vancouver San Jose, that's huge. It's it's kind of like the Montreal Tampa Bay one, right? Mm-hmm. It's divisional game. It's some half-ass rivals. Not so important for San Jose for to get two, to get the two points, but Vancouver needs those. Desperately two points. needs that. Hopefully, Di Pietro's not playing. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, can't lose seven three. <laughs> and against San Jose, he would get lighted, lit up, lighted yeah, up, lighted up. I like to just throw in. Actually, I think words. that was against San Jose last time. Actually, you are. Um, you're right. Yeah, you're 100 totally percent right. So uh, you might want some redemption. They might on have that the one. holes figured out in Deep Pressure's game, <laughs> so maybe don't put them in. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sunday. Again, not a bad day. St. Louis, Minnesota. That's a big one. That is That's, a big one. If you think the San Jose, Colorado, or sorry, the St. Louis, Colorado one had potential, 
St. Louis, Minnesota has potential because that's probably Jake Allen starting for St. Louis too. Probably. I would think. Yeah, probably. I would think they'd try and take the two points from Colorado. Yeah, you'd think. With Bennington. Although you never know. Yeah, that's true. Minnesota's more of a threat to them, I guess. Rangers are playing Pittsburgh on a matinee. Yeah. Man, those, I like the matinees because I like getting up and watching hockey on a Sunday. But it's just, just not the same. It's just not right. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> watching hockey, like, in the morning. Yeah. Wake up, making brunch, and you're just like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, see, I, I can watch, like, the noon game when it's at, like, 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, yeah, like, the 10 o'clock starts supposed to be a church right here. now. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, for the, guy no to, for the guy that's been to church so gonna many times. You're going to get me in trouble here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> Sorry, big guy. <laughs> but, I mean, really, that those two games to me are the only real good ones on Sunday. Yeah. Which sucks, because that means the good hockey's over by 6 o'clock. Or sorry, six o'clock Eastern, so four o'clock our time. Well, just imagine going to like a Roughnecks game at like nine thirty or ten in the morning. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just it's weird to get come to the party. It's hard to get like hyped <laughs> up noon. for a game. <laughs> yeah, like those games are never loud. Never. Yeah, you know why Nashville doesn't play at twelve? <laughs> it's got to be for the family thing instead of. Bringing oh, I'm sure it's late, good, and but... I, like I think NBC loves their day games. Like NBC. They're always the ones that are uh, televising them. It's always NBC. Yeah. I think they just feel like they can get away from a lot of American programming at a matinee time. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be uh, – I think every weekend from here on out is going to be solid for watching hockey. Oh, yeah. If you have Game Center or Center Ice or whatever – sorry, it's not Game Center anymore. Rogers NHL Live. It's man, that thing's gonna be on all the time. Any, mini, miny, mo. You can't really miss at this point. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's the time we live for. Yep. <laughs> Coming down to the stretch, it's gonna be good. All star breaks over. It's time to go. Yep. Well, for everybody that's tuned in and still hanging around, thanks for watching us and uh, check us out on Twitter. Instagram's going to go live. Well, it's live, but it's not really active. Instagram's going to go live this week. Facebook, everything. Check us out. Yeah. Catch you next week. Thanks for hanging out. Adios.